Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Lady Boy Gigi, and you're listening to another edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. And I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. <laughs> tonight, we're continuing on our series of different types of sexual issues that may get in the way. Some of them can be kind of difficult to overcome. Tonight's episode, will be focusing on, we're still on the male issues, and we're going to be working on erectile dysfunction. And I'm going to let Paul say a few words. Hey guys. So to remind you that right now we're working from the book, The Art of Sex Coaching by Dr. Patty Britton, B-R-I-T-T-O-N. We're just following along in the chapter. This is one of the ones that really is a lot of people don't have an easy time talking about. Erectile dysfunction is really, really common. It's a lot of people who are experiencing erectile dysfunction think that it is this big thing that only they are dealing with. But a lot of people deal with erectile dysfunction. And Before we get too far into the meat of the subject, I would like to remind everyone that neither me or Gigi are medical doctors, and it is important if you're experiencing something new in your body to discuss it with your doctor. The things that we share are specifically for supplemental information but it is very important to talk to your doctor. I would like to add that erectile dysfunction can be a sign of some pretty serious health issues. So if all of a sudden you're having difficulties in this area, do get a medical checkup first, because it could be a sign that something's really a bit off with your body and you need to get it checked out. Thank you. Kind of going into what Gigi said, there's a lot of different kinds of 
erectile dysfunction. There are some people that experience a decreasing erection, but they still have some erection. There are people who have lost the ability to get erections and a lot of things in between. And these are important things to talk about with your doctor. One of the things that if this is something that you've been experiencing, whether it is been a recent development or it's something that's kind of been going on for a while, or even if you went through a period where you didn't have a partner and you didn't have an outlet and maybe weren't masturbating that came upon you because you're jumping into something new. All of these are different ways that this can come about. And first and foremost, there are so many people who have huge emotional problems around this. They have huge, uh, like it, it feels like a very shameful thing, especially with so many of the messages that we are fed in media. If you want to put down a person in media, it's, it's a real easy joke to say they can't get it up. It's something that's played for a laugh in a lot of comedies and things like that. A lot of times these are attributed to the bad person that you're supposed to root against. I think that between the importance of sex and all of the messaging that we get from media, it is really easy to develop like a stigma against it, develop a something that really goes in deep and kind of festers that you feel really bad about. I can tell you that, like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. It is completely fine to be dealing with these problems. And luckily, we live in a time where there's a lot of different options out there. There, there is medication that can help. There are sex aids that can help. And we'll get into some of those later in the show. But even if with all of the medication and all of the sex aids, if you never are able to get back to that part of yourself, that doesn't mean that really good sex is off of the table for you. It just means that you need to expand your definition of what really good sex looks like. I'd like to jump in and say there's many different causes for erectile dysfunction. We mentioned at the top of the show that there could be a medical cause, and that can be very serious. But there's also a lot of medications that have the side effect of causing erectile dysfunction. And then there's a whole host of things that can get in the way of getting it up. I know that performance anxiety can get to the point where it just shuts everything down sexually. <laughs> and so I think first and foremost, check with your doctor and rule out any medical, especially if you're on a new medication. And then try some of the techniques that we're going to be suggesting. Check out and see what will work for you. I just kind of want to clarify that because it is important to really look at what is the cause and rule out if there's any medical causes. One of the things, especially if it's a new development, I would suggest uh, looking towards the changes that have happened in your life that might be causing it. Me and Gigi were talking earlier about things that could cause erectile dysfunction was listing off scary things like a loss of a job or problems with a relationship or things like that. And Gigi reminded me that it might even be like a positive change, like 
getting a raise or anything that is really new in your life. Being in a, a different, maybe you have been able to afford your dream house and you finally bought your dream house. And like just being in a new environment, like I know that I deal with a lot of anxiety and something that can seem really good from the outside and is good in most ways can still throw you off, you know, Human sexuality is one of the most complex things that we we deal with. That's one of the reasons me and Gigi were inspired to have a podcast is because we understand how complex the human psyche is and how much it can affect sex and how complex sex is. Yes, thank you, exactly. If this is something that is new in your life, Look at the other things that have changed and really explore how those things might affect your sexual relationship. Look at it honestly with open eyes. One of the things that we'll keep on coming back to is don't freak out. It is okay. Whatever you're experiencing right now is completely okay. And we are both going to give different suggestions to maybe get back to having the hard erections that you got used to or that you've never had. Or also, sex doesn't live and die with your heart on. There are so many ways to have amazing, beautiful, wonderful sex. And we're going to be kind of touching on both sides. I would like to say that sex can be such a wonderful experience. And there is this kind of male macho programming out there that, oh, if you can't get it up, it's all over. <laughs> and that's not true. I know that I went through a short period where I was having a little bit of trouble with erections. And... Part of it was during um, one of my major life transitions. Well, not exactly a transition, just uh, I won't get into all the details, but a lot of issues that hit me all at once. I was in a highly stressed job and everything just kind of came to a head, so to speak. <laughs> one of the things I learned was that this is temporary. It can be. For some people, it's permanent if they're on certain types of medication that they have to take. But do talk to your doctor because sometimes there can be alternative medications that won't cause the ED. The other thing is that the practicing of your pubococcygeus muscles can go a long ways to helping you, even if you can't get hurt again, enjoy sex better. Developing those muscles, and because those are your sex muscles. And I would start there. Start exploring and exercising those muscles daily. And you may be surprised at the result. Because our bodies, often we neglect doing our sex muscle exercises. Things get busy in life, and sex often gets put on the back burner all types of sex, not just the uh, sex muscle exercises, but doing the exercises feels pretty good. I mean, it's pretty pleasurable when I do them, and I, I think Paul would say the same. You start squeezing and releasing, and it just feels so good and yummy down there. <laughs> so I would start with that. What else do you think would be helpful for someone with experiencing ED. One of the things that Gigi taught me in my training that's very, very important is when you're having sex and going into foreplay and just building a sexual scene, it is very common to get stuck in the analytical side of your brain, like, am I eating pussy just right? Am I eating this ass just right? Am I 
stroking the right way. Like, I think the last time I did this thing, they really enjoyed it. And like getting trapped in like your thinking brain. And that really pulls you away from your body. And if you're already having problems with an automatic erection response, it is only going to serve to take you further away from that automatic body response. If instead you trust yourself and you really focus on your body and what you're feeling and not having any judgments around it, it might start feeling really good. And then, like, I know a trap I've fallen into because when I started my training with Gigi, my trauma was such that I was having a lot of problems with having an erection during the scenes that we did. And the second I would start to get hard, all of a sudden I went back into that analytical brain and I was thinking like, oh yeah, it's about to happen and I'd get excited about it, but I'd be so much in my analytical brain that everything that he was doing on my body to make me feel really good kind of faded into the background. And because I wasn't there with those feelings, that urge to have an erection like melted into the background and I, I would just get the sense that it was about to happen and then nothing would happen. And through training with Gigi a lot and talking with him and working together and focusing on how my body feels and how it feels to be inside of my body while he is pleasuring me, it helped tremendously. And it like sent me on a path where it was a lot easier to get back to those erections. And that, you know, I have to admit that because of trauma response, I still don't always have an easy time getting erections. But it is so much easier now that I have let go of being concerned that I'm not performing or being concerned with like, oh, it's about to happen and then getting stepping away from my body and into my analytical mind. But like really focusing in on the body and really focusing on in on the pleasure that I feel in my body. And also there have been times that I played with Gigi that I couldn't get an erection. But the things that he was doing to my body felt so amazing. Like I've had not only non-ejaculatory orgasms, I've been able to have body orgasms without even having an erection. There are amazing paths to pleasure that don't really require you to, to be erect, but also it leads to more erections and feeling good. There's a couple of things that I'd like to jump in and say here. And I think one of them is that for men, when they're sleeping and they wake up, they get erections spontaneously throughout the night on a cycle. It's kind of the body's way of working out the body. <laughs> so if you wake up, with an erection, then that's a good thing <laughs> because it means that probably there's anxiety or performance issues or something getting in the way that's easy to resolve. I think another thing I'd like to jump in and say is that for a lot of men, just having problems having an erection once can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. All of a sudden, you become honed in and get anxious the next time around, and all of a sudden, it won't get hard again because you're so anxious. And so it becomes, and it gets, kind of goes downhill from there real fast. And so breaking that cycle is all important. Really focusing in on the pleasures and away from performance. Don't even worry if you get hard or not. 
enjoy what's going on with your body and with your partner, or even if you're playing solo. Don't worry about it if it's going to get hard. Focus on the pleasures. And what's amazing is that can't, when you focus on the pleasures, that too can become a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense. I've known no, several times, I was, I've done morning affirmations every morning for years. And some mornings I wake up, I'm not feeling top-notch. And, you know, it's slow to get up, <laughs> both from sleep and to get my erection up. So I just start touching myself and really focusing in on the pleasures and just giving myself pleasure. And I let go of having to have an erection. And I'll start fondling myself, and the next thing I know, it's rock hard and solid. So it's kind of a paradox. The more you try to have an erection, the harder it gets to get an erection. If you just kind of let go of it and go for the ride of pleasure, all of a sudden, the body will kick in. It knows how to work. <laughs> I would like to take a second to address partners of people who might be having erectile issues. One of the things that I understand, and I understand deeply, I've gotten over this, but I've even had these concerns with Gigi. So I understand that when you are trying to please a partner, particularly if you've been with them and it has been easy in the past to like really get them excited and they're Johnny on the spot. If they develop uh, an issue with erectile dysfunction, one of the things that tends to happen is that the partners of these people kind of take it personally like they've done something wrong or they've become less attractive or your partner's just not excited about you anymore. Sometimes those partners put active pressure on their partners, but a lot of times they don't. But with all good partnerships, you are able to pick up on where your partner is. So even if you haven't said anything and you haven't done anything, if you get frustrated, they can still tell. And that is going to do only harm to their ability to get an erection, except in the case that they're into humiliation. But like that's, that's a different thing. But for the most part they will be able to pick up on your body language. And if you are really disappointed, especially if you internalize it and make it about you and it becomes a thing that you have shame about, like they'll pick up on that shame and they will feel it directed towards them, even though your internal shame is directed towards you. They'll pick up on that shame and they'll bring it into themselves. And that only hurts the situation every way. For a partner with ED, one of the best things you can do is just acknowledge the situation. It's like if you get blind to the elephant in the room, it's going to get bigger and worse. <laughs> So acknowledge the problem and say, that's okay, we can work around this. And I'm very happy playing with you. In fact, one of my big fetishes is sucking a guy's dick while he's soft and just enjoying getting not only his cock, but his balls in my mouth too. And it's really difficult to do that if a guy has a heart on. But when he's soft, it's, oh, I can get everything in my mouth. <laughs> And it can be such a joy to give stimulation to both the balls and the cock and play with my tongue around everything. And it can be very sexy and amazing to really watch them moan and ooh and just, uh, and if I want to be a little sadistic, I can kind of 
bite down lightly on the balls and or on the cockhead and do all kinds of things that just send them going. <laughs> and so I think being supportive and, and just acknowledging and moving past it will go a long ways and getting into activities that you can share and pleasure each other. Make pleasure the goal, not performance. I think this is a good time to bring up sex toys. Sex toys are amazing for people who are dealing with erectile dysfunction, both in order to provide your partner with stimulation, but also there are different sex toys that can help you have a better erection. Two that I can think of in particular, there's cock rings and then there's penis pumps. And I know that there are people that need to use a penis pump with a cock ring around the base of their dick to get an erection at all. But once the the cock ring is around the base of their dick, they are able to use it without the erection going away. So there's different ways that you can do that and play with it. And then like particularly, sometimes you just have to, it's like uh, an old engine. Like sometimes you just have to like turn it over a few times before it really gets revving. So maybe doing that a few times will kind of remind your body like how it's supposed to react and work. And then even if that doesn't work, using sex toys with a partner is absolutely amazing. And I saw a thing online that says, a wise man doesn't look at their partner's vibrator like they are an adversary. A wise man looks at their partner's sex toys and understands that they can be their greatest ally in having good sex. So like if you are experiencing problems, sometimes, especially in long-term relationships, you get so into the groove with each other that sex kind of stagnates. And for people who are experiencing that, sex toys are a great way to open up new areas and new arenas. And it's almost like learning how to have sex with your partner again in a completely different way. While we're on that subject, another thing that can really be beneficial is to make the use of the sex toy as an extension of yourself. I've had women use a strap-on on me and some men, and that can be incredible to feel that hardness of the toy entering into me. And I know a lot of women have really gotten off kind of doing that gender-bending role play. So that can be an excellent way. I'd like to share a little secret with you. It's amazing, but about 40% of women can't experience an orgasm from penis and vagina sex alone. They need that clitoral stimulation. And so... Bringing in sex toys, especially vibrators or other clitoral stimulation toys, can be a big boon for your female partner, if you have a female partner. And it can take her to amazing places where you just experience the joy of giving her exquisite pleasures. <laughs> Yeah, I think that like one of the things if you are experiencing this issue is that it might be a really, really good time to focus on the ple pleasure of your partner, especially if you can't have sex in the way that you have in the past. Shower your partner with affection, and it might really help them 
to not internalize the fear that like you're not getting erections because they're not pretty enough or body image issues or 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 anything like that if you take the time to really pleasure your partner and show them through your actions like how amazing you still think they are and how hot and sexy you still think they are and use your words like you know tell them how beautiful their body is and how lucky you feel to be able to share this type of intimacy with them like really shower them with love and with lust and with take the time to get primal with it and really indulge that animalistic side and that might even help like tap into that root chakra of yours and uh, maybe be able to refine your erections again. If you're adverse to manufactured toys, one of the greatest toys you already have, both your fingers and your tongue. And it's amazing what you can do with both. It, I've taken people many places, both boys and girls, amazing places, just licking and kissing and touching and stroking and teasing with my fingers, even my fingernails, very lightly. And that can be so erotic and hot. So explore some alternatives. And it's good to try new things out. And oh my, we're already to station break time. <laughs> I have a special thing coming up. It's called Valiant Valentines, and it's being put on by the Outwards Project. And it's going to be Wednesday, February 9th from 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Wednesday, February 9th, coming up real soon from 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll be doing a panel discussion on sex and the aging communities and how to have really hot, good sex if you haven't been as a person that's grown a little bit older and have either physical or other types of limitations, especially mobility limitations. There's still a lot you can enjoy and I also want to remind you to drop by our website, ravenslayerleather.com and ggwilber.com. I have a lot of training videos for sale, and I'm going to be expanding soon. I'm putting together some new materials, and I'm even going to be putting a book out soon. So... Keep posted. I'll let you know when the launch date for the new book is. It's not going to be a long book, but it'll be a short book on. And I've already got a lot of it written up. I just need to organize it and put it together. And it'll be available on Amazon. And on the launch date, it'll be only 99 cents. I'm running a special for the launch date. So keep listening to this show. I'll give you plenty of time to check that out and where to go to get it. Anything else you want to add to Station Break? So I want to remind people that at the website uh, ggwilber.com that's two g's w-i-l-b-u-r dot com uh, gg also offers sex coaching where you can go to get individualized special training through whatever issues you might be having or if you just want to learn how to have better sex. Gigi has been at the game long enough that he can give you plenty of pointers and tips and in-depth insight into things you've maybe never thought of before. So that is another way that you can support us. 
and I will be putting all the links to all these things on the description of the podcast show, especially the one with the Outwards Project. And also, if you're interested, I'll put the in Dr. Patty's book, The Art of Sex Coaching, I'll put a link to where you can get that on Amazon, because it is really an amazing book on what we do as sex coaches and how we do it. And it goes through a lot of information that can be very helpful. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, kind of in the vein of focusing on both your pleasure and the pleasure of your partner, and especially rekindling things, is this is one of the reasons I had suggested in the beginning, like think of any changes that have happened. Because particularly in relationships that have been going on a long time, you kind of get into like, Sometimes it's a rut and sometimes it's just a routine. And like, you know what gets your partner off, they know what gets you off, and you're able to, to perform it very well because you've been doing it for a long time. But over time, those old standbys may not work as well. So like, one of the things that is kind of important is to like use time to explore new things, new avenues, you know, like we were talking about with the sex toys, like explore that. Be really honest about the things that really turn you on. Maybe talk to your partner and create a role play, or maybe you want to watch pornography together, or go to a script club, or if you're in either an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship, have a threesome with someone or something else that kind of agitates and stirs everything up. And it can help make things new again and help you like rediscover each other and rediscover each other's bodies. Take time. Do erotic massages some of the things that we kind of exercises that we suggest do those together like make it really a focus of your relationship to improve your sex life together and like come to it as a team and i think that no matter how things pan out it will make your sex life better there is some research out there that shows that there's two things we want, and they're kind of opposing forces within us. One is security and comfort and safety. The other is kind of going on the adventure and being a little daring and bringing in a little bit of a, quote, danger aspect. A challenge. And both those forces really feed our sexual desires, our appetites for having really good sex. If you get too much into very comfortable, routine, safe sex, all of a sudden the side that needs that kind of danger element or that challenge element starts waking up and saying, hey, I'm here, I'm here, pay attention. <laughs> I need to have some adventures now. And often we'll put that aside and kind of say, well, I'm, I'm not ready for that, or 
I, I want to keep doing what's safe and secure. And that's when the body can sometimes shut down and say, no, you need to start. It's kind of the body's way of saying you need to start doing some adventurous sex again. One of the things I would definitely suggest, again, particularly for people who've been in a relationship for a long time and have kind of routine, is specifically set time aside to have intimacy. And that can be different kinds of intimacy. It might just be cuddling and watching a movie together, or it could be sex, or it could be massages. It could be if you haven't gone on a date recently, just take your partner out for a date. Go have a meal, go watch a show or a movie, or go to a concert, or you know, go dancing, surprise your partner with a hot air balloon ride, anything. Uh, if they're the right kind of person, go skydiving with them and surprise them, if, if that wouldn't scare the socks off of them, of course. Anything to mix things up, because a lot of times you get in a rut, and a lot of times these erection problems come from just being in a sexual rut. If you find that you have a hard time getting erections with your partner, but you can masturbate, not have a problem, what is it that really turns you on when you masturbate? What makes that feeling different? And see if you can't incorporate that into the sex that you have with your partner. There's so many things. You bring up a topic that I often recommend to partners, and that's mutual masturbation. And teaching your partner by using their hand to masturbate yourself and having them masturbate themselves with your hand. It can be such an exciting adventure to learn exactly how your partner gets turned on and to show your partner how you really get turned on. It's amazing how much we can really convey to our partners, and that's one of the workshops I do is the erotic body map. It's a way to map out our erogenous zones and how we like to be touched and then do that and explore that with your partner as a challenge to yourself and to your partner to really explore new things and go on new adventures sexually. Sexual adventures don't need to necessarily be something you go out and do. You can do them at home too. And exploring some of the taboos you may each have and saying, well, which of these would we like to kind of face and break together? Who knows? Maybe they are really a little bit timid about it at first. I know I was timid about certain activities at first. And then when my partner introduced them to me and took time and patience with me, I started exploring them and found out, wow, this is really hot sex. <laughs> so a, another thing, and this only applies to people who are non-monogamous, one of the things that I've found really, really hot and really, really, really turns me on is watching my partner have sex with another person. And if you can watch your partner have sex with another person and see what they do that really turns on your partner, or, you know, even just having a good relationship with someone your partner is having sex with and eventually getting into a conversation like, oh, when I do this, he really likes it, or when I do that, she really likes it, or, oh, if I put my hand right here, I get better leverage to do this with them, or whatever it is, and then have them share the things that work for them. And it can be a, a team project. Like, there's so many different avenues that you can explore to 
really reconnect and it might work that it helps you get erections again or you might just find a different way of having sex that is really hot and awesome and beautiful and wonderful like i remember when i was still dealing with not being able to get erections with gg i remember that there were things that he did with me and like ways that he pleased my body that were absolutely amazing and it didn't give me an erection but like i said i've had non-erection orgasms from the things that Gigi did with me. So, like, even if that's off of the table, that doesn't mean that there's not a path forward to have really engaging and, like, connecting and, you know, beautiful sex with your partner. I think another thing that really helps is good communications. Don't assume what your partner's thinking or feeling and be open and and authentic about yourself so that they don't assume what you're thinking or feeling. We mentioned earlier sometimes a partner can think, oh, is something wrong with me because my partner can't get hard? It must be something I'm doing wrong. No, that's not the case at all. And so communicating and really opening the door to sharing with each other can go a long ways to erasing some of the stress and the the anxiety around having sex, especially without an erection, because it can be very beautiful having sex. And the erections will come when they come. I wouldn't worry about them because I know that I've been practicing this most of my life. And once I change my focus, erections come spontaneously now. And it's because I focus on the pleasure and on communicating with the partner and doing things that bring pleasure to myself and to my partner and Really, that's the focus of a good relationship is not so much am I performing well, but am I bringing good pleasures to myself and my partner? I'd kind of like to share a story that, that I kind of alluded to earlier. I was talking about how there have been times where I was serving Gigi sexually and Gigi was unable to get an erection and how in the beginning I kind of took it personally and you know I thought there was something wrong with me what really helped that was that I went through that and at one point I just got so ashamed and sad that I kind of stopped and Gigi asked, you know, what was wrong? And I talked with Gigi about it. And I told Gigi that, like, it felt like I wasn't doing enough, especially since Gigi is so often, like, ready for sex like a bunny, that, like, clearly it must mean I was doing something wrong. And Gigi told me about how... Like, because part of Gigi's thing is that he's a hermaphrodite. And uh, sometimes the girl side takes over, and the girl side really doesn't do erections a whole lot. At least not in his cock. And, but like, even without that, he told me that he's still really, really enjoyed it and like talked to me about how like it didn't get fully erect but there was like an, a partial erection that happened and it, it created different textures and things like that and he gave me something i could focus on with my mouth and like feel that partial erection and 
like rub his falls and get just a little touch more. And it never got fully erect, but it responded. And like being able to pay attention to your partner's like smaller um, reactions sexually is also really, really important. And again, it doesn't happen super often, but there, there are occasions that I still suck Gigi's dick and it's a different experience. And like Gigi was saying, like when it's soft, I can lick his nuts and suck on them while his dick's in my mouth and I can like use my tongue to flatten his cock against the roof of my mouth and I can lick around it and I can suck and pull and make it stretch out. And I can like be able to get in with my teeth a little bit more than I could if it was really hard. And it's a completely different experience of having those intimate moments with Gigi. And, you know, I wouldn't trade them for the world. Of course, I still love it when he's real hard and I'm sucking his cock and I'm crying down my face and almost puking on his dick, but that's my own thing. Uh, like, I still love that too, but those those moments where he doesn't have an erection are still so hot and so erotic to me. And it's because I took the time to talk to him about it. And that's kind of why Gigi was talking about how communication is so important. It's one of the most important things in any kind of relationship, no matter what it is. For me, it's, and I do have that kind of hermaphrodite side from time to time where I get more into my female zone and it's like, I don't get real hard. But other things kind of turn on that are not as easy to really see from the outside. It's like I feel my internal female side really fire up. And, and that's when I can have some pretty long extended female type of orgasms. And I've even had ejaculations from when I'm in that mode with the totally soft cock. <laughs> And even though I'm a hermaphrodite, I don't think I'm all that different from men or women. I think we're all kind of have the same building blocks sexually. And these are arts that can be learned and brought forth in sexual explorations. We can learn how to pleasure at a level where we bring someone. No matter, and I can testify to that. I had a friend once that was paraplegic, couldn't feel anything below the waist. And I started teaching him how to eroticize the nipples. And I play with them and tease them. And he finally got to the point where he could have a complete ejaculation and orgasm just from nipple play. So there are parts of the body, if one part doesn't work, you can kind of transfer the erotic arts to another part and actually bring some, teach them how to bring themselves to a complete orgasm. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned since training with Gigi is it kind of seems for a lot of people that sex is a very straightforward thing. Our Parents bashfully tell us when we are children that when a man loves a woman very, very much, he puts his penis in her vagina, and that's where babies come from. And then we're given like a little like update of that in high school in America, and then sent off into the world. And so many people think that. Like I said, sex is very straightforward, but after training with Gigi and exploring some of these ancient traditions like the Tantric tradition and the Taoist tradition and these other traditions that 
really got into the science of of really good sex, I've realized how wide and how broad, and it's ever-expanding. That's one of the things I love about the work I do right now with Gigi, is I am constantly learning new things and more things. And I remember a story that I had heard from Dan Savage, who's great, and I love him. He was talking about how he was friends with a person that had a micropenis. And their like partner, who was a woman that had a vagina, like they were both really big sluts. And she had had like a hundred different guys before him. And she swore up and down that even though he had a micro penis, he was the best laid she had ever had in her life. Because from a very young age, he realized that if he wanted to please women, his cock couldn't be like the star of the show. And he learned different ways of pleasing. And I think that's a beautiful story. So no matter where you are or what you're experiencing or dealing with, you can have really amazing, mind-blowing sex. If you are a person who can't get erections, like, think of women who have sex with other cis women. They have amazing sex, and neither of them has a dick. They're able to please each other a whole lot. So, like, there are so many tricks in the bag that you can develop over time that you should be able to have really incredible sex. I know we've been really focusing on some of the physical aspects of sex, but there's another whole side to sexuality. There's fantasy, and then there's also the energy of sex. Sex is a form of energy, and playing with that energetic side of sex I take a kind of holistic approach to sexuality. It's not just a physical act. It's not just a spiritual act. It's not just a mental act. It's a combination of body, mind, heart, everything. And there are some tantric practices that can bring amazing bonding that can be so complete and even transcend the act of penis and vagina sex. And you can do those with or without an erection and really form this, not only a bonding, but this intense pleasure and vulnerability and connection with a partner or even with yourself. I've done some of these tantric exercises just solo getting to know my body and learning how to love myself at a deeper level. And I think that's what's key is really reaching that pleasure zone and being able to raise that sex energy and let it flow through my chakras and invigorate me and bring out that passion. <laughs> and so there are some techniques that are just it's like I've been able to actually have full-blown orgasms from fantasy alone. I've been able to have full-blown orgasms from spiritual pursuits as well. It's all in how you approach sexuality. And it's maybe changing some of the attitudes and values you may have around sexuality and kind of expanding on what your belief system is. Because oftentimes we think, oh, sex has to be this, it can't be anything else, and we limit ourselves. And so if nothing else, I hope in this show we have helped you kind of see beyond the self-limiting beliefs and open the door to new possibilities. Any thoughts or closing remarks? We're already at the top of the hour. 
Yeah, I just wanted to address one last thing real quick. Because in this podcast, we've discussed a whole lot about dealing with erectile dysfunction when you have a partner. But there's a lot of people out there who experience it who don't have a partner, and they are worried that it's going to affect the prospects that they might have. It might be a challenge, but that's kind of where communication comes in. And also, putting some of these things that we've talked about into practice before you wind up in a relationship so that you're ready when you do wind up in a relationship. And you can let your partner know, like, this is an adventure that we can go on together. There are a lot of people out there that will be understanding, like, especially if they already really like you and they're really attracted to you. They're probably going to be willing to work with you on these things, especially if you're willing to work with them and put in the work to figure out how to please them, whether you can get an erection or not. It can be a lot of times when people feel like there is this confession that they have to make. They put it in a really negative light. They're like, ah, I really like you, but there's something I have to tell you. And the subtext of that is like, and I hope it won't make you like, leave me. But instead, when you bring it up, you can be like, hey, so this is the thing that I'm experiencing. But right now, I am actively working on it. And I'm really excited to have a partner so that I can explore some new things and maybe find a way to overcome this. And even if I can't overcome this, I've looked into this kind of tantric sex and Taoism and studied anatomy and like I I know, you know, where to touch you. And I think this could be a really exciting journey for us to both go on together and reframe the way that you express it instead of feeling like there's this deep, dark secret that you have to admit to someone. One thing that just came to mind for me is that sex truly is the final or latest frontier. We're discovering and redefining what sex and relationships are all about. There's a whole movement of non-binary. There's a whole movement of trans. There's all kinds of things going on out there. Ace, asexual you never know who you might meet that is really into exploring new and different things because there is some new explorers out there and I give a lot of thumbs up to those that are exploring new avenues in sexuality and sexual expression. I think it's about time we get away from sex is only penis and vagina or penis and anal and really learn how to bring the full art of sexual expression to each other. A lot of the sex issues out there will evaporate once we pick up that challenge and really start exploring where can we go with sexuality, even if your penis does get hard as a rock, where can we go and how can we bring sex to a whole nother level through tantric practices or Taoist practices, just giving each other a Taoist genital massage. The people that teach it recommend don't have a full erection when you're getting a, receiving a Taoist genital massage if you're male. It kind of works against getting the energies really flowing well. If your heart is a rock, but if you're a semi-hard, it, it works so much better. And I've gone through the practice both hard as a rock and sometimes with the semi-soft. And the semi-soft brought in much more 
stimulation because some of the techniques don't require an erection. So that's another alternative if you're having problems with getting rock hard all the time. And in the normal course of male physiology, it's not a it's not really rational thought that a man has to be hard hundred percent of the time when they're having sex. Erections are gonna come and go as you do. That's the natural course. It has been throughout history. And so take a look at some of these other alternatives and explore them and see what you might discover. That's where I started discovering how to have spiritual type orgasms that were an out of body type orgasms. They can be incredible. They're different, but they can be so incredible. <laughs> so I think that's all I have to say. Anything else? Oh, okay. Well, explore those nocturnal emissions. Explore your bodies. See where they can take you. It's amazing how we are built. Our sexual system is so complex. It's not just a physical thing. It's partly neurological. It's partly in our fantasies, in our headspace, getting in the right headspace. Sometimes it's getting out of our rational thoughts and into our intuition. Sex can be so amazing. So explore and enjoy those pleasures of the flesh. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.